stretch now. We're at the end of the PSF's guidelines as to how to become a chavra, how to be real. Now today, today's piece that we're going to be looking at is something that I want us to formulate in our own lashon, to figure out in our own language how we would say the following paragraph. We're in Yud Aleph, page 58, Ot Yud Aleph. Kol echad mehachavraya, im tarud hu bechol ayom b'mzonotav, anyone from the chavra, if Parnassa is on his mind, if, right? If he's busy with Parnassa most of the day, if that's something that's lingering in his thoughts most of the day, Chov alav sheyomar tirdato, you have to catch yourself while you're in the middle of consciously or unconsciously wrapped around in the, in the rat race world of where's the next buck going to come from? How am I going to pay my rent? How am I going to really take care of what my children... Whatever it is. All that comes into that a definition of tirdata parnasa, of being bothered by parnasa. Chov alav sheyomar be'emtza tirdato. He has to stop in the middle of his being bothered and say, Ezot eze pa'amim be'yom. You have to say the following a few times a day. Ribono shalom. Nimtza ani ata bimkomot hamesukanim lenafshi vikdushati. Master of the world, I am right now in a place that's dangerous for my soul and for my kedusha. What, what, what's, what place is he talking about? He's not talking about if you work at a, you know, in a, in a, in a mall in the summer. 
What do you think he's speaking about when he says, I'm in a place right now that's dangerous for my soul and for my Kedusha? Okay, that's one thing. You just your mind isn't on Torah. What else? What does that mean? Must have meant. Ah, so it's dangerous. What's the, what's the danger? That we think that uh, it's in our hands. Right. Right. We actually think like the, there's a Gemara that says that a person's parnasa is decided from Rosh Hashanah till Rosh Hashanah. We were learning this last week. On the show, remember the the, the but you show spoke we spoke about when the Hishtadlis or Ari or Jeremy spoke about where the, when the Hishtadlis like I think Ari mentioned yeah when when the Hishtadlis for Parnasa like people always want to know what's the what, like what is that line how much Hishtadlis should I have when coming Parnasa or how much Amuna should I have for Parnasa it's very simple once you start stressing that's the, that's not Hishtadlis anymore I heard it in a different way Hishtadlis like too much is when you start thinking it all depends on Right, you just heard exactly the same thing. It's is much the same in Yan. Hishtadlut ends when the stress of how am I, what more am I not doing or what should I figure out, and all that stress that we have towards the concept of Parnasa, if all of that energy was taken and put into Avodat Hashem, but you keep on working, you, you don't stop, you mishtadel, you do your best as you can. But that realm of the stress factor becoming regarding Parnasa, if that consumes you, what we're supposed to be doing is taking that energy and putting that koach that we dedicate to that, to learning, to davening, to avodat Hashem. It doesn't, it doesn't uh, uh, pater you, it doesn't, uh, what's the word, liftorot chanti? Exempt you from, from the ishtadlut. You still gotta try, you still gotta work. But we're talking about what it does to the psyche of a man. So it could be that what he's saying over here is, Ribbon Shleilam Nimza Ani Ata Bimukomota Mesukanim Lenafshi Vekdushati. Right now I'm in places that are dangerous for my soul and for my Kedusha. It's not necessarily speaking about a job which would demand of you to be in uncomfortable situations. I think that is a given already. The PSS wouldn't be even, he's not talking to someone that could afford on a spiritual level to be in that kind of situation. That's not what we're talking about. Like we spoke about a few months ago, you know. In the last few months, about there's tests, then there's other, there's tests. I think he's speaking about that place, that what it does to our the preciousness of the elated state of our soul, how much it affects us there. So one that's occupied, and many of us suffer from this. It's 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 a tricky thing. It's a tricky thing. It's not just that we suffer from we need we need parnasa, even if we have parnasa, Baruch Hashem, that that voice that constantly tells you, A, you could have more. Right? That's, a vo- that's a voice that's always that you could have more. Or B is that uh, you're not really trying hard enough. Because if you were, you'd actually be doing much more. Or whatever those voices are, the, the, the Rebbe is saying over here, those are voices that are dangerous for the soul. Yeah? It's one other thing that, that happens to me, which is you get, it's dangerous because... Uh, a person can really get sucked into it. Uh, I mean, you can come out and say, I'm going to, whatever it is that you need. I don't, everyone's a different kind of, of a dog, but I got my eight hours. Right. Eight hours can vary, for me, could easily turn into 12 because I get sucked in. I may be enjoying it, 
you know, maybe something I enjoy, I'm working, I'm accomplishing, I'm doing whatever, and then I start neglecting other things, or because I too much came in, and I, for whatever it is, it just seems like, uh, to some extent, God willing, mm-hmm. people have work that, that can be enjoyable, and I think it's a danger because we can get sucked in, and then we just continue to work, and we work, and we work at the exclusion of all other things, and then other things around us start to fall apart, and then you get torn, you're, you're enjoying, you're producing, you're and it may not even be the thirst for money. It's just the thirst for accomplishment. Uh, productivity. And I know maybe for me, it's sometimes it's like the replacement of, hey, at least at work I'm accomplishing something. On my other things, sometimes the accomplishments that we make towards Hashem, our davening and our learning, sometimes those aren't as easy to grab onto a measure or feel or right. see. They're very slow and they're not acceptable. Sure. But with work, once you start, you're on a roll and you start, you know, it makes That's a man fun. feel good. Absolutely. It makes a man feel good. And to tear yourself out of that can be very hard. Is that a, so? Is that a danger? What you just described? I think it's dangerous because yeah. you know it's going to take you away, and it, it can make you feel. And it is the quite frankly, and in, in, in my experience, and the people and the influences I had certainly when I was younger, and when I look around, people think that's the purpose. Yeah, a, a person can very easily get sucked into the thinking that this is the purpose. The purpose of man is to work and to achieve and to create and do these things. Right. And that is the, the that's the that's why we're here. And because it does feel good. Right. And, and I'm telling you, coming from a person who for, for a long time didn't really have that, it took me a while before I started working in life. And when I didn't have that and I started working, it's like, oh, wow, this feels really good to put my effort into something and get something back. And sure. It can feel really good. And then a person can get tricked into thinking that, oh, this is, this is what I need to do to feel good. But at the end of the day, it, it does, it's, it's empty because at times when they look back on a person's life, they typically, unless you're a great physician, like... I guess if you're right. in your profession or whatever, right. one of the few, but most of us aren't going to be remembered for the work that we did. Right. Most of us are not. Right. Or would we want to yeah. Or would you, right. I mean, I guess it depends on the work, but the, the, in the, general. The, the Rebbe had us visualize our, our funeral, and it was more so that we could think about how the people around us would feel looking at right. us, but how do you feel looking at yourself in that moment? That, that was a powerful exercise that I went through after right. my father was yard sites next week, after he passed away. It made me realize, like, life is short, and if I had just continued on the path that I was on, my biggest accomplishment at the end would have been that I was this incredibly successful contractor in Boston. That's not how I wanted to be defined. <laughs> that was, that's, I was, I was, no. It's, so. No, yeah, and I would say the answer quote for me. It wouldn't be like what I want to be defined by work. No, if it was anything in that, I would want to be defined by. The people who I worked with, mm-hmm. that maybe I I helped another person <coughs> with the parnasa, or I was able to give another person a good sense of whatever, or you know, give that's you know, if the relationships right. between people that we make and work that would be far more important, and that people would remember you for. Well, so they don't go back and remember, oh, I worked with David five years ago, and we built this great thing. They're they're probably going to remember, oh, I worked with David, and we just we had this whatever, and we. Had to Whatever, it was a personal, you know, right. he helped me, it was good, this type of thing. So what, what, well, let's just articulate this a bit clearer. What, what's another danger that could happen to a person that's busy in his concepts of Ishtadlus all day long? What else? What else is Anxiety and Gilui Nefesh are contradictory. Very good. That's really what it is. But someone told us at a certain point that in this world it's not supposed to feel like that. <laughs> right? At what point? Right? It's kind of like someone told us or we told ourselves that's not for this world. Like, 
Here, if you're like that, it means that that's Now, if you want to get into the best yeshiva in the seventh grade, then you really better work hard. You better be stressed out about this upcoming test. Right. And now we're learning Torah out of anxiety that we're not going to get there. And he is a matchil. Well, hold on, though. We have yeah. Yeah, but that's about the tzaddikim in the world. Kafat salav rogzo shal Yosef means the tzaddik doesn't have that so but, much. But look at Yaakov running around. He's like all, he's, he's, he's just stressed. We see it. He's, he's, when he's coming, he's preparing himself for, for a meeting with Esau. It's not, the, it's not the person of absolute pure calm. Yeah, but as he's bowing down to Esau, I don't know if that was like the highlight of his life. I mean, I think he, in that place, there's a to learn there. Wasn't necessarily the highest madrid that he bowed down to Asaph out of fear. No, I mean, he worked for and, oh, right. years with He learned Torah for many, many years. Lachsos, I mean, he was learning. He was Ishtam Yosheb Alim. He had moments, his tikkun maybe was, okay, I have to figure out how to also, you know, I have but to combine the both. Uh, we're, like, we're, we're not talking about, like, our, you know, our. We're talking about like when we have to go interact with the world, which we Yaakov Avinu was doing. He did that for how many years Nahan. before he got Rachel, Rachel Imenu? And then right. he said, but, yeah, but at the end of all that, he said it was just like, it was like a one day. No, somebody, he, somebody no, he lives in, in a, in a, last a 20 years, and he said to Malcolm at the end of Halami, um, right. like snow in the night, and, you know, worked all cool 20 years for you. And he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't describe did those, yeah. But I think, no, I think, I think what, I think what we're mechavening to, maybe we have to, we have to kind of re, re, reshift this of, who is the Rebbe speaking to in this, in this paragraph? All people or, or who? Right, right, right. Meaning, he's speaking to people that are on for the ride, that are on for the tackle of life, like mamash, like up there. He's speaking to people that realize, like, your trip's going to be different. You, if you're part of this group, he's saying, then the way you approach Parnassa is not going to be like anybody else out there in the world. Because the rest of the world gets caught, caught up in the rat race, rightfully so, or not, it doesn't matter. If you're, if you're here, and this is how you want to conduct your life, then specifically, what is that which stretches, stretches man the most? Parnassa, much more than where they're at spiritually. I think for the reasons that you said, David. You know, a, a spiritual achievement. I can't. How how much can I really like detect quantify. that? And huh? Yeah. How much can you quantify? Well, gosh, like yeah, right. So what do I? So that thing which you know what judges me usually is where I am on a productivity <coughs> level and how much I'm, you know, how much I'm. It's a much a big inyan, and that's that's the big yeah yes. Sir. I mean, should like this sense of shalva is something that should permeate throughout all of life, or speaking right now just about Parnassa because that's something that he knows is is our biggest. Like you and I were talking about like how. Even being like like this, you know, it could be it could be heavy at times. It could be like I don't know, stressful, anxiety. Like there's a lot. It's like a, a certain bar you need to hit. I have to be thinking about Hashem all the time, and I have to like recognize I have a special responsibility, and I have to behave in a certain way. And right. like, these guys, I got to share, and I got to like open. It just it's 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 it. Heavy was the word that that. So you, let's 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 decipher this. What is a bnei machshav? How does a bnei machshav a member wake up in the morning and go to work? Is he at work? When he's at work? Yeah, but he's at, okay, but, but he is at work, meaning he's fully, a few paragraphs ago, the Rebbe said, whatever you take on to do, just spend the time doing that which you took on. 
which is exactly the opposite of anyone that has to write a paper or sign a contract online, and when you go online, and then there's that other tab that we keep on speaking about that keeps on opening. So the Rebbe says, when you're at work, just be at work. Just do meaning, do the job, right? Don't let work continue once you finish the job. So, okay, so what do you have to do in order to do that? You have to have cleared, you know, okay. you got to... Mamish, you have to define, like, listen, the eight hours is eight hours. En malasot. Yeah. Or, or, I would say, in our case, the one hour mm-hmm. is the one hour. And that's yeah. even Whatever it for is. for most of the guys in this room, because a lot of us are not really working that, a lot of us, I see because we're here right now, we're not really punching a clock and working 12 to 8, or 4 to 12, or 9 to 5. Right, it's, like, it's becoming less and less common. I'm working for two hours here, and then I, like, we're, a lot of us are self-employed, or we're working these weird hours, and whatever. It gets even harder to make those boundaries. For sure, absolutely. I don't know where my eight hours Absolutely. Are. I could be, absolutely. Can I just point out his words, though? I mean, I, I think that's definitely true when we have to think, adopt this idea of having limits, but he says, the em se tiu leto. So I'm He's talking about like when it sounds like in eight to five. Well, no, no, he's like within your eight to five. Yeah, yeah. While you're while you're while you're in the grind. Absolutely. While you're in the grind, saying before you go it's to while work. You're in, while you're in the middle of that anxiety about Parnassah. I think it's it's while you're in the grind of the halachas of life. Meaning Remember while you're in the anxiety. Saying, it doesn't mean that you're sitting at your desk. You could be sitting yeah, in shul yeah, and have right. that. No, yeah. it's while you're yeah, right. while you're tarud. Meaning while it's a. While you're in, tarut means to be bothered, right? So you're bothered by it. You could have it do your job and not bothered by it, but while it bothers you, which is all of us are constantly thinking about that extra question other than did I get the job done? Sure. Well, yeah. well, I think you might be more bothered about Parnassah, like away from work. Because, because when you're at work, you're, you're actually working, you're actually like, I guess, in a sense, making money. But... But when you're outside of work, right, you're at shoulder or whatever, you're at the park, mm-hmm. right, and you start thinking about, you know, how much money did I make today, how, how much I'm going to wait, like, like, you're more... So you're saying, you, you think he means terudu parnasatam means not while you're working, but right. while you're busy thinking about your parnasatam. Yeah. Well, could be. I hear what you're saying. Then that's fine, you're safe. Yeah. Well, that, well, it's, I, that would make sense. The only thing is his Lashon is tricky because he says, meaning a few times a day, while, it's like, you understand? He's saying throughout your day, he's pro- you know, assuming that you're working throughout your day. Remember post clip when we were sending out all those gratitude? For a while we got on this kick and it kind of faded for a while, but everyone was like, we were posting on the thing, gratitude moment, gratitude moment, right. gratitude moment. Right. I think he's, he's touching on that a little bit, which is, Fulliot. you know, while you're working, don't forget, like every once in a while, you got to just take a break and remember what you're grateful for, uh-huh. remember why you're here, remember that Could be. Whole, could be, but he, yeah. And the consciousness here means you have to be aware, what is dangerous for my soul? I think all the, the kavanah might be in taruthu bechol hayom b'mizanotav. Taruthu there also could mean that he's actually just a working man. He has to get up in the morning and go to the factory, and he's kol hayom in the factory just doing his thing. No, that in the factory while you're there, stop for a moment and say, Hashem, I'm in a dangerous place here because all these people around me, they're not with you, but I need to be with you even though I'm in my job just working all day long. If throughout the day as a working man, you should just be connected and plugged in. So hmm. taruthu bechol hayom I wonder if... Tarut here might not be anxiety, but just Tarut, he's like bothered with the fact that he's got to go out to the factory to work. The only thing that, that troubles me with that parish is that 
Um, I, I understand what he says over here that I'm in a place that's dangerous for my soul and not necessarily having to do with wherever, where, where, where other people are at. So even though yeah, I'm around people that they're not with you, I don't think he's speaking about where other people that you're surrounded are at. It's just that what the effects of worrying about Parnassah does to my neshama. It's like when it, when it speeds up. I, I don't know if I'm speaking for a lot. But for me, when it speeds up and the thoughts are... Like, I feel yeah. like, oh, I need to do this at work today. Right. Or, and then I, or I'm at work and this is happening. I need to do this. And I need to do this. And I need to do this and this and this and this. And I do this and this and this and this. And then it starts repeating itself. And then it's, it's spinning out to the point where... Autopilot, it's, just cruise control. Cruise control. Non-stop. Uh, whatever it's called. Uh, looping thoughts. And then at that point, it's... it's well, the keta here is that this is different for each person. And that's why, look how he ends this paragraph. Again, maybe when it says it's, it's dangerous for my Kedusha, maybe I could understand that surrounding and the settings is bad for me. But I think even holiness here means where I am in my Mishkan of my Nefesh. I don't even think it means, you know, I'm with women that aren't Sneas or men that t- talk vulgar, because you wouldn't be reading these lines if that's a gig you took on, right? It's much more about where, what happens to me. While I'm, while I'm completely consumed by these thoughts. Yisrael, support me and guard me, guardian of Israel. So then he says, Meaning, you don't have to say this exact statement verbatim because you're, you're, what it does to you is different than what it does to any person. But something of this sort in any language that is shaykh to you, very Reb Nachman here, he's voted as speak in your native tongue, whatever it is. Um, but this, parag- this small paragraph, as much as we think it's not such a, one of the more powerful ones, it actually is very, very powerful because we are all in Olam HaAsiyah. All of us are there. Meaning we all live in a world that we worry about money, whether we have it or don't have it. All of us, we're always worrying about money. And then when we're not worrying about it too much, we start to wonder, well, we, you know, is it... Are you okay with, you know, are you, are you, what's wrong with you? You know, something, are you missing the point over here? But the Rebbe is always speaking about gilui hanefesh, like Jeremy mentioned to us, the whole avodah of this, if you're in this group, it's to reveal your soul. The revelation of your soul does not become revealed when it's completely consumed by anxiety over something that's already decided on Rosh Hashanah. So you're, you're hishtadlus over it, at a certain point, it's not ishtadlus. That's, like the, that's the Indian. It's not really ishtadlut. It just becomes a, a, a consuming thing that really takes you away from becoming more of you. But it's a fine line here, mamash. When I know when the ishtadlut is done, and then I go into unnecessary anxiety and stress. To be able to detect that line, you've got to be mamash in. You have to really know yourself when it becomes... You know, more than what I need to do. Does he say anxiety here? I know you keep on coming back to it. I'm not trying the, to be... We're, we're, we're basically having a machloka defining the word tarud. <clears throat> tarud means troubled. Or bothered. It could have said the same line in the camp. So I wonder if there's any record of him you know, giving them something to say like this in the camp. Because this whole line... You know, I'm in a place that's dangerous for my soul, and, and, and if, I don't know, if I just saw this, I think you told people, right, right, every day, right. all day. 
This is just about Parnassah. This is before. This, this, this is, is ten years before the Parnassah. Yeah, yeah. He ended up in a shoe repair factory. So he, he was punching the clock. He was in. He was working in that shoe factory. He knew what it was like. Right. I was worried about Parnassah then. No. 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 The salvation aspect of it. We're speaking about before that, that, you're right. We're speaking about before that, but he's equating, listen, he's equating a person, and it's very good what you're saying. Just because back then when he's writing this, they weren't in camps by the Germans, Chas Vashonim. We all know that we put ourselves into camps all the time with what we do with the stress of Parnassah. Darkness. Horrible places. Usually, actually, when you. Mamish, it's dangerous for my soul. Do you think that this, this guy's dafka about Parnassah because it's all Mishnah or, or is also about like, like other things, like study for tests? Like, Only because of the word that he uses. It could be applicable to anything, but it's because of the word he uses. That's that's the only reason why. Right. But you're right. Like, not, you could really take this and and right. copy you're paste. Not studying and, all day for a test. It's probably you know I should probably take a moment to say I should maybe be learning some Torah or something, right? That's, or even if it's a test about on Torah. Right, yeah, I mean, right, I think right. Dafka went into test right, on Torah. Right, they say, right. oh wait a second, Hashem, remind me this is about you right. and getting close to you, right? right. <laughs> like yesterday in the parenting, she we were learning about Elisha ben Abuya. We saw this crazy. Gemara in Yerushalmi. It's still blowing my mind. What a Yerushalmi we saw in Chagiga. That Elisha ben Abuya explained to his student, Rabbi Meir, why, how he probably ended up becoming Elisha ben Abuya, which was Acher, right? Going completely off the derech. And he was, pre- he was prepped to be a huge Tamil Chacham from a very young age. That's how he had such a command on Torah. But he explained to Rabbi Meir, he said, really, my father's kavanas with sending me to Cheder weren't really L'Shem Shemaim. And, and I learned that at a later age. He probably just wanted me to become a huge Talmud Chacham. But I don't know how much he cared about me being close to Hashem. So, Tarud Parnasato. Listen, we're, we're only learning this based on Parnasa, only because of this word Mizonot. But obviously we could copy and paste this into every single place. But it would be a good thing for us to check ourselves today as we spend however many hours a day we work to do two things. One, to see if we could stick to the kitzvah, that I say, I'm just working so-and-so amount of hours, and while I'm working, I'm working. Like I once had a friend that wanted to hire me for some trans- many years ago for some transcription project. He said, I just have one request of you, how to do the work. I was like, he's going to give me a good guideline. He's like, when you're doing the work, just do the work. There's no phones. And back then it wasn't as busy as it is now. It was like the beginning, beginning of cell phones. The beginning of it. It's a while ago, a long time ago. He said, when you're doing the work, my only request is that when you receive the payment from me, is that you know you just, all you were busy doing was the work. It was just doing the work. And today, because we're so self-sufficient and self, most of us are self-employed, and even if we're not self-employed, we'd make our own hours, right? So that's the one thing. It's a big test. While I'm working, how much am I just working? Uh, some people have this easier time. While you're building a wall, you better just be building a wall or else you'll, you'll chop your finger off. So it's, you have to be more aware of it over there. That's one thing. The other thing is, when does Ishtadlus stop and anxiety and stress come into the picture? Try to detect it. Catch yourself. And then plug in your own tefillah in those moments. Very powerful stuff.
Okay, Shavua Tov, Bezat Hashem, we'll continue Tuesday.